on this week's episode of the Swear Wolves, we're howling for D. Wallace. But how does the Lords of Salem rank? Werewolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. Gentlemen. Yes. We just got back from Monster Palooza when this airs. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't gone to Monster Palooza yet. We're speaking to you from the future, from the past, We're, in the future. Future Brett. Yes. Future Brett. <laughs> or past Brett. We're speaking to you from the past in I the future. I, could, I, w- I wish I could know things that were going to happen in the future. Oh. Yeah. Because I would have yeah. won that $750 million lottery. Yeah. Past David, there, there are so many things I wish I could tell you. Uh, and yet I am powerless. Yeah. Whenever I think of time travel, I think of a song. You guys can sing it. If I could turn back, if I could turn back time. Oh, I if singing. I could turn back time. <laughs> if I could find a I give it all to you. Uh, you can sing Ooh, the ever so rare Alan sing. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Well, this is a this is going to be a, a collector's item. This mm. Cher is easy to sing. Your songbird. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. <laughs> That's what the people in the town they called us. We're not talking about Cher. <laughs> At Monster Palooza. We are, or we already have. <laughs> we are. We already have. We will be. By this point, we, we have. We have. <laughs> you know, uh, met D. Wallace. You guys know D. Wallace. D. Wallace. Well, she was in probably one of the biggest movies of the 1980s in E.T. But she also was in a few horror movies. Yeah, yeah quite a few. Um, yeah, quite a few. Yeah, she's like almost, almost a scream queen. Type. Yeah, she's on that level. I yeah. think she's more than that. She wasn't a teen though. She was no. like a, an adult teen or screen queen. <laughs> uh, she was an adult teen. She was an adult screen queen. <laughs> she was a girl woman. <laughs> she was a girl woman. She was the female version of Britney Spears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> David, did you, was, you remember when <laughs> she, David said that? She was the female Britney Spears. I'm like, well, what's the other Britney Spears? I'll never live that down. She got a neck. Uh, she got a neck. An, a, an adult girl. Yeah, she was what a, is an adult girl? <laughs> anyway, whatever. Fuck uh, you. Uh, D. Wallace. So we're going to talk about a couple of movies that D. Wallace has been in um, on this episode. So let's start it out with The Howling. Now, I had never seen The Howling until, I don't know, maybe six months ago. Wow. I had never, oh, yeah? never seen it. Hmm. Um. So let's talk about this movie. This movie stars, like I said, D. Wallace and Christopher Stone, who they were actually married. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Stone has passed away, but they were married until he passed away. Um, but it's she is like a news reporter. Yeah. Yep. And there's a serial killer on yeah. the loose. Yeah, and she uh, arranges to basically get an interview with this guy. Yeah. So they've got, you know, she's got an earpiece in so she can be in communication. Yeah. Um, the cops are monitoring things. Right. 
But she goes into a porn store. Yeah. Yeah. But they lose connection with her, so they don't know exactly where she is. Uh, The equipment kind of messes up. Mm -hmm. She goes back to one of the spank booths. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she's watching a a movie, uh, and it's kind of a brutal, almost like a rape kind of thing. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah. And uh, And the guy is in there with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he comes up behind her, and uh, he's talking to her, but she can't see him, Mm -hmm. but she can you know, sense that he's behind her. Yeah, and he wants to... He tells her, I want you to see who I am or what I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't really see it. Mm-mm. She sees it. Yeah, she sees it. Kind but of, as, but the light from the th- from the, yeah. the projection booth yeah. kind of makes him more like a silhouette, so she can't yeah. quite see what's going on. And mm-hmm. at, at this point, the uh, there's two police officers. They find out she's in there in the booth, and something happens. We don't exactly see it, but we get an idea. And one of the cops reacts and uh, shoots the guy dead. Yep. yep. Or so we think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's traumatized. She's traumatized. Yeah. So she goes to see a doctor. Yeah. Like a, psycholo- a psychologist or whatever. Yeah. And this guy is, is uh, <clears throat> I guess he's usually on TV. At yeah. The I got, he's station. like a consultant or he's like a, yeah. an occasional guest on their program. Right. Yeah. So they go. Uh, she goes and visits him. And he's mm-hmm. like, look, I have this retreat mm-hmm. up in the woods that I want to prescribe to you basically. Yeah. So you can get away. She's also having problems with her marriage. Mm-hmm. Like she's married to Chris Stone, uh, this character and they're just, you know, distant. And yeah. He wants to fuck. She doesn't really <laughs> want to. Yeah. Um, so they think that this will be good for their relationship. It'll be good for her to get over her trauma. Yeah. That she went through like PTSD almost. And uh, so he sends him up to this resort. Yeah, it's called the Colony. Yeah, yeah, the Colony. It looked like, is, does this take place in California? I got yeah. Northern California. Is it's off kind the, of the beach, beach guy. too, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. I think I think they were like in LA and they drove to like Northern California. Yeah, Santa that's, Cruz a, that's the sense I got as yeah. well. Yeah. They were like in a big city. Yeah. And then they drove to, yeah. Yeah. So they go to this retreat, this colony. And there's a another storyline going on. So there's a couple that also works at the news station, and they're uh, investigating um, the stalker. His name was Eddie. Yeah, Eddie Quist. Yeah. So they're looking into, you know, what he was all about, and they they enter his apartment and they see. Uh, sketches and a bunch of wolf drawings, yeah, and news stuff. articles and things and, like yeah, that. Yeah, and some drawings of like scenery. Yeah. And they visit the morgue and his body's gone. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun, and there's like marks on the inside of the door right. where his body would have like been. Scratch like, marks? Yeah, like he got out. Yeah. And so the guy at the morgue is like, well, he didn't just get up and, and just walk out. That know? would be ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. so there's a little dead. mystery to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're a werewolf and you wear one of those like airbrushed wolf. Like shirts, you know? Like, <laughs> is that in bad taste? Yeah, I think it's in good taste. It's like, like a warning almost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile, at the colony, we've got a weird collection of characters. Uh, you got the uh, Slim Pickens, who he's like the sheriff or the cop or something, and he's very rednecky and kind of mm-hmm. 
Very southern. Yeah. They got a bonfire going, and they yeah, got, they're, they're doing a cookout at the beach. Yeah. You got a creepy Seems woman all in black who's not at all creepy. Like, I'll be honest with you guys, this looked like a lot of fun. Like I, I know. I thought so, yet. too. I was like, man. It looked like it might be relaxing. Yeah. Like, make some s'mores. Make some s'mores. Well, hang had, out with people. They talk. had a pig over the fire or something, yeah. right? But it did seem very much like this was a colony of swingers. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's what it kind of... Yeah, there's a fishbowl with a bunch of keys in it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think... D. Wallace and Chris Stone were expecting that, but everybody was a little free, and especially that chick in all black, she yeah. was coming yeah. on to him hardcore. That was Marsha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and but they meet a couple, and they yeah. they kind of hang out for a little bit, and yeah, Karen was kind of uh, a little hesitant. She was kind of leery. She mm-hmm. thought you know some of the people were kind of weird. Yeah, but they go they go like to their cabin, and uh, they're just kicking back, and again, they're just there to like. Kind of appreciate nature, yeah. Get back to each other, yeah. Have some therapy sessions or whatever, yeah. But strange things start happening. So at night she hears howling, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he he. It says, just feels like something's off. Yeah, something's yeah. not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he and he go ahead. I was gonna say, and then like the next day they go on like a wolf hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bill kills a rabbit, and they recommend that he take it over to Marsha's because yeah. she's really good at cooking. Um, yeah, and we meet Marsha's uh, brother, who's also really creepy. Yeah, uh, they said he's like a bloodhound. Like I think his he, name was CJ or something. Something like that. I just yeah. in my notes says real bloodhound boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Helen goes to like a group therapy session yep. where they're kind of talking through things. And something that I love in movies, uh, as a as a big uh, Rob Zombie fan, um, when you hear a sample from one of his songs. Like you actually see the movie that it's in, you go, oh, that's where that came from. And this movie has one, and there's a song of his called uh, "Werewolf Baby," <laughs> where uh, there's a girl and it says, "Like, what do you see?" And like it, and during that group therapy session, like that quote came oh, out, okay. and I was like, oh wow, that's where that's from. Yeah, yeah that's kind of gotcha. cool. Yeah, yeah, and you can tell she's still traumatized. Yeah, and then the um, her friends, the reporter couple, they go to a bookstore. With our, our good friend, Mr. Dick Miller. <laughs> yeah. He's like the bookstore operator, and he's kind of an expert on all books. And let, let me tell you guys something. Dick Miller, I, I don't think there's a movie I've seen with him in it that I didn't like. He's a great character actor. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. And from what I understand, this was his favorite movie of, oh, of his really? own, I believe. Really? Yeah, or at least maybe his favorite performance of himself. Yeah, but he's like a he's like a expert on... like. What it, mythology yeah, and mythology or yeah. cryptozoology or yeah. whatever yeah and he sells them a couple uh, uh, werewolf or books about werewolves and he also sells them right. some silver bullets which he thinks is kind of just a novelty yeah he you know he does a lot of small roles but this was an important role because he helps to advance the, the story, story. Yep. he yeah. helps these characters he's not just a janitor right <laughs> right right exactly he, he helps <laughs> them understand that you know uh, what there is to know about werewolves, mm-hmm. but he doesn't act exactly know what's going on. Yeah, but the uh, the two the couple the news reporter couple suspect something, especially yeah. the girl. Yeah, and they don't know they don't know at this point if it's necessarily a werewolf, but they yeah. they have their suspicions. They on have their suspicions. This person could be involved in yeah maybe some kind of cult like yeah. activity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Bill goes to um, Marsha's. Bill's he brings uh, the rabbit. Chris, Stunt, Chris Stone. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill. Mm-hmm. And um, she comes on to him. They start kissing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kind of resists at first, but eh, he doesn't resist too hard, I don't think. Yeah. Um, you know, later we see him walking back in the fog. And something that I thought was cool um, is, and I don't know if this was deliberate. I suspect it was. He's wearing like um, a blue vest and like a yellow shirt underneath. 
And in Teen Wolf, which was just a few years later, uh-huh. um, Michael J. Fox is wearing an almost identical outfit, which <laughs> yeah. I, I can't help but wonder if that was a, that was intentional, that they were doing a nod to the howling. I thought that was Could interesting. Be. Yeah, yeah, probably. And while he's walking back, we see like a pair of like werewolf eyes that mm-hmm. are watching him. Mm-hmm. And then next thing we know, he gets attacked. Yep. Uh, it bites him. And he goes back home, and I think he sees a doctor. Yeah. He yeah. sees the... Uh, the the main doctor, yeah, yeah, the psychologist, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Doctor Wagner, yeah, is his name, and he's kind of a mysterious character too. Yeah, something seems off with him as right. well. Right. Yeah, and then it's it's after this that he that Bill starts becoming weird. Yeah, like yeah. he's doing some weird shit, and like in the middle of the night, yeah. he gets up and he goes walking around, and he meets up with with Marsha, Marsha. And they fuck. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. they turn into wolves as they fuck. Yeah. And Karen Karen suspects this. She knows something's well, wrong. Well, she suspects something's up. She doesn't suspect that they're wolf fucking. Oh, but. no. But she, <laughs> she suspects that he's Those were cats. seeing someone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because doesn't she wake up and sees that he's not there? Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, what the hell? Yeah. 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 Um, but it's almost like he's like in a trance. Yeah. Like he's not doing that. He's been... Tranced. Entranced. Yeah. Entranced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what happens after this? So the the um the reporter couple, they're in the world's smallest twin bed. Yep. And they're watching the wolfman. <laughs> That's um, right. And they the, get a call from her. Yeah. Yeah. And she the the reporter woman decides, Hey, I gotta go help her. I'm gonna head up there. And then the guy's kinda like, All right, you go along, I'll I'll be back shortly. I think he wanted to finish the movie or something. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, This is a really good part. He wanted to enjoy the bed to himself for once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I can finally sprawl out in this twin bed. <laughs> so we we go back to Bill and the next day you start to see little signs that uh he's not himself. So I think he was a vegetarian. And then he's eating meat. Yeah, and he's loving every second of it. Yeah. Like, oh, this is so good. Mm. And I thought it was interesting. There's a scene where they're sitting in bed and he's reading a book and it's called You Can't Go Back Home. Yeah. I thought that was yeah, interesting. It was. So so he's starting to change and uh she's still having um trauma, but uh, you know, with the same um with being at, at the uh, colony, she's yeah. also having a hard time adjusting. Yeah, and the reporter couple, they make their way up there. They wander into this cabin. Um, they notice on one of the doors, there's a, a smiley face sticker, which was like the calling card of Eddie Quist. So yeah. like, okay, this was his room. Uh, they go in. Um, they find some more drawings. Yeah. Um, oh, it's just her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just the girl. It's just yeah, 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 yeah. And then she gets attacked, right? Yeah. There's yeah. a werewolf stalking her. Yep. Yep. And that's a she cool scene. Like, it, like it, She chops off its arm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then it goes like yeah, and then yeah, and the hand or the yeah. arm of the hand is like flopping around, and it slowly morphs back into a human hand. So now she's like, "Oh shit, this is yeah. a werewolf." Yeah, and she's able to um, find a phone, and she calls Christopher, the the her boyfriend. Yeah, and um, and he's she says, "Get your ass up here." Yeah, yeah, turn off the wolf man. But before he goes there, <laughs> stop jerking off. Stop jerking off. Get <laughs> I know that's here. what you're doing in that bed. You think I don't know this stuff? Yeah. But before he goes there, he gets uh, he gets some silver bullets from Dick Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's heading up there. He's driving again. It's a it's a long drive too. I I forget that he says he'll be up there in a few hours or something. Yeah, yeah. But meanwhile, Dee Wallace doesn't she she goes into the doctor's um, office and she's like looking around. I think that that happens f- later. Files? Oh, okay. 
Uh, Terry, the girl who calls Christopher the, yeah. and get over here, um, she finds files. Okay. And it's files on Marsha. Yeah, it's a, it's a, on and CJ. there's a quest file too. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, um, Wolfie comes back. Yeah. And I that, think it's Eddie, isn't it? Yeah. And that scene, the werewolf looks awesome. Yeah. Like he's a, it's a really cool uh, shot. Yeah. Like she's evading him at first and, you know, he's kind of toying with her. By the way, the guy who did the makeup effects, Ellen and I were talking about this. The guy who did the makeup effects is the same guy who did the, the thing. The thing, right? Yeah. Which was Rob uh, Botton. Uh, the same year, or maybe they're a year apart, but he was only 21 years That's old crazy. Yeah. when he did this. And he was a student of Rick Baker. Yeah. And Rick Baker was He was supposed to do it, right? Yeah. yeah. But he yeah. decided, he did American Werewolf in London. Yeah. And uh, I think he was busy doing that. So I think you're guy, right. That, this guy yeah. took over. And I think yeah. he supervised him, like probably helped him out a yeah. little bit. But right. 21 years old and he did this makeup. Yep. I will say something though. It was the longest, uh, we're going to get there soon, when D. Wallace's gets confronted by the guy and he transforms. Yeah. It was the longest fucking transformation of a werewolf in the history of werewolf <laughs> transformations. It took I was, like I was cool minutes. with it though. It was cool, yeah. but it took forever and she's just standing there well, watching and we can, it. We, yeah, we can go there because that's basically the next scene because the wolf kills Terry, right? Yeah. And then Karen walks in, finds the corpse yeah. and then Eddie's there and yeah, we watch Eddie morph and yeah, you're right. It yeah. is long and I wondered like, run. Yeah. R- run, Karen. Do something. She yeah. just stands there. Although I probably would have stood there and shit my pants if yeah. I've seen someone <laughs> turning into a werewolf right in front of my eyes. Yeah. Which I thought was cool because earlier when uh, the uh, Bill and Marsha morph into a werewolf, um, it's not, we know we don't see the morph. Like there's cuts, uh, but I like this, this time around we get to see the transformation. Yeah. And it's yeah. pretty gruesome. Like yeah. um, it's not as good as the American werewolf it's in not, London one. Yeah. But it's still got that gruesome, gnarly teeth that are growing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was super rad. She throws acid in his face, though, right? Yeah, she does. Yeah. That's what you have, just laying around. <laughs> acid. Acid. But the doctor appears, mm-hmm. right? The, I think, oh, she, no, it's, I think it's, she escapes. Or is it the cop? Yeah, well, she escapes. Yeah, like the sheriff or, he was, you know, some. it's one of those guys with a gun and the doctor. Yeah. And they find her. And they bring her back to the barn. Yeah, everybody's in the barn Everybody's now. in the barn and then that's where the truth comes out. And we but realize that everybody the is whole a colony. fucking yeah. werewolf. Yep. And they want to go mainstream. They say like we want to <laughs> you're going to help us like have werewolves be accepted members of society. Yeah. Well, there's a little conflict because the doctor he wants to do that, he but wants the others to do are that. like, "No, we're animals, we're superior." They want to be primitive. Yeah. And they want to be superior. Mm-hmm. They don't want to integrate with, you know, mankind. Yeah, very true blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had a little conflict of, um, you know, modern society and primitive ways right there. Now, what's happening to Bill at this point? So Bill, he's part of him now. Yeah. Well, Bill goes missing. We don't know what happens to Bill because Karen and Bill have a fight. Um, you know, she accuses him of cheating on her. She says she walks by you yeah, like she a kn- bitch in heat. She, yeah, she knows. And he slaps her. Oh yeah, that's he right. smacks yeah. her real good too. Yeah, yeah and he was, was never like that. Yeah, he's more aggressive. Yeah, yeah. And, Bill's uh, turned into a, a real, real dick. Yeah, yeah. So, so he disappears at this point. We don't know what happens to him yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Christopher shows up. He shows up in the same uh, doctor's office where Terry was killed, and the transformation occurred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
and Eddie appears. And yeah. at this time, Eddie's kind of like, still in he, human he's form. Like, he's like half. He's yeah. like half uh, werewolf, half man. But he's scarred from the, the acid. acid. Right. And um, Christopher has a gun. He has a rifle. And Eddie's taunting him. He's like, go ahead and shoot me. Yeah, he doesn't, you know, doesn't realize. He doesn't, he doesn't realize. He's got silver bullets. Yeah, apparently silver bullets are rare, and Eddie you know, wasn't expecting it. Yep. And Christopher shoots him. And that's it for Eddie. And he's got gone. Yeah, he Eddie's got gone. Yeah. So Christopher and and the werewolves weren't really happy with Eddie going down to the city and killing people either, right? Yeah, I don't think they yeah, were super think, stoked about that. So. so then, uh, Bloodhound Boy, he's the one that's missing the hand too, right? Did, uh, is he the one that got his hand? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he attacks. Uh, he attacks Chris, and that's a, a pretty cool morphing uh, scene as well. Yeah, but it happens much quicker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Chris does the same thing. He takes him out and like reveals it. Hey, I got silver bullets, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, doesn't that get revealed to everybody? Because they're all like, <laughs> this guy with his yeah. fucking gun. And then and he kills one of them. And they're yeah. like, whoa, He shit. kills another guy that also had a gun. Like outside of the barn. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were, they were still human. Yep. They're in human form. Yep. And they start transforming yep. one by one. And then Chris shoots the doctor. And then I like as the doctor's dying, he's like, oh, thank God. Like, yeah. he, was, he was relieved. He was just put out of his misery. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they go, they get in a car. Well, yeah. yeah, Chris and Karen, they like barricade the uh, the wolves or the werewolves in the barn, in the barn. and light, light it on fire. On fire. Yeah. 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 But a couple get out. Uh, I think Marsha is one of them. Doesn't her werewolf Well, at get this out? point, we don't know. Oh, okay. We think they all perish. Well, I don't. Not for very long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yes, you're right. Yeah, they yeah. when they got in that Mazda, I was not they, like, oh, everything's great. Like, yeah. no, no, no. This is oh no, at this point, yeah, 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 yeah. there's we another know. one. We know that there's yeah. there's that Mazda one. doesn't have the horsepower to outrun the wolf pack. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. No. <laughs> That's the Toyota commercial. Yeah. <laughs> that Mazda doesn't have the horsepower. Yeah, it can't do shit. <laughs> Get yourself but there, yeah, there's a Corolla. <laughs> Did they end up in the cop car? Or was it just the Mazda? They I were think, they were in a cop car because wasn't there wasn't there something behind the wasn't someone in the back seat behind a gate like a well so there the werewolf is, I can't remember which car but the werewolf is attacking them and a, a wolf and, tries and, to get in and they and kill he's it. trying to get in and they kill it and it ends up being doesn't it end up being Bill it ends up being Bill he's, yeah yeah she realizes it's Bill yeah but um, she did suffer some damage she got bit on the arm yeah yep. she got bit yeah. So they return to the news station. Yeah. And, and they're and, like, we gotta we gotta warn everybody. Well, and she there's almost this sense of like, I got bit, I'm gonna be a werewolf. And it was Bill do I, bitter. Yeah, do I kill myself? Yeah. To yeah. to just end this all? Yeah. Or do I warn people? Yeah. So yeah. she gets back and she's at the news station now. It's a little while later. Yeah. And she had suffered, you know, like it was on the news, like it was a story. Yeah. And earlier in the movie, she had tried to broadcast after the first event and she kind of froze on screen. So yeah. they were really worried that she was going to have a similar episode this time around. Yeah. She doesn't freeze this time. Yeah. And yeah. She says, we have to make them believe. Yep. Yeah. And then. And Christopher's ready. Yep. And he, he like says, we're, we're airing this. And yep. yeah. Puts it on her and her eyes glow. 
Yeah. 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 I love like, the new the news director's like, what is this, an editorial? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she kinda goes off about like this secret society yeah. and all this stuff. He's like, yep. What? That's not on the prime. I like that guy. He was all business. Yeah. Yep. And then But uh, she turns into a werewolf on TV and yeah, yeah Chris uh shoots her. Yeah. Well, the co anchor's like, Holy shit. <laughs> well, she starts she starts transforming and then it goes yeah. to all yeah, these they, people they, watching the news. Like yeah. there's like a kid and he's like, Mommy, the news lady's turning into a werewolf. Yeah. Oh yeah, and there's like bar patrons who are like, yeah. Oh, that's just Hollywood would affect yep, yep. like no one really <laughs> believes it um and then yeah he kills her at the yeah. end yeah yeah and then we cut to a bar i think it's that same bar right where the, yeah. the guys are like ah it's just a bunch of bullshit yep. and, and there's there's, and there's somebody's there's, like hey can i get you a burger and the like, camera want your burger and the, and the camera pans over and it's uh marcia it's marcia sitting there mm-hmm. and she's like yeah rare right and then we see a, a rare patty uh, on the uh on the grill. Yeah. And, uh, I thought that was kind of a cool last shot. Oh, yeah. With this burger cooking. Yep. So Marsha lived. She was the only one. Yeah. Yep. And we hear a howl. Yep. End of movie. End yep. of movie. What'd you guys think? I liked it. Um, oh, it's not my favorite, but I, I thought it was good. I do like D. Wallace. We were talking about this in a text message. I, le- I love her laugh. Yeah, <laughs> she has got one of the most infectious and natural laughs in ET. She does. She has that same. Oh yeah, the, laugh. like the penis breath scene. She's yes, like, ah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, in this movie, she has it. You know, when obviously she's happy, <laughs> she's yeah. in better times. But um, you know, she's just like uh, she does a good job. She's very natural. Um, and Chris Stone did a good job. I thought the acting was good. Like I said, the transformation was a little long for me. I know that you think it's it's cool, but it it just kind of went on and on and on and on. And I thought it should have there should have it should have been maybe edited down a little bit or sped up in certain areas. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. seemed like it went on. And too I long. think at that time it was such a new thing that they yeah. gave it extra time. So like, look at this cool thing that we can do now. Maybe, and it seemed like they were doing that in this time period specifically, this movie came out in 81. So I guess Michael Jackson's thriller would have been a few years later. Um, maybe Rick Baker. That thriller was around right around the same time. Yeah. 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 Thriller was 83. So that video is probably like 84, 83, yeah. 84, somewhere in there. Early eighties. Yeah, yeah. So it seemed like, yeah, you're right. They were just perfecting it, but like American. Well, Werewolf thriller was uh, John Landis, same director as uh, American werewolf. Yeah. And Rick Baker. Yeah. So they were perfecting it. Maybe. And but everybody wanted to do transformations. Like it seemed like it was the that was the people transforming into something. Like even in the thing, right? Like yep. they transform. Maybe not into werewolves, but yeah. I like the effects in the thing better. Yeah, but you get the same thing like in Fright Night. You know, some of those transformation yeah. scenes run a little long. Yeah. So anyway, regardless, um, I give it a three, three? a solid three. Like it's yeah. it's a good movie. Like I I definitely think people should watch it. Yeah, um, I went three and a half. I think uh, American Werewolf is a is a better movie, but this is, I think, one of the better werewolf movies, especially from that time period. Um, you know, I like the effects. I agree they're a little long. Um, I also agree there's not a whole lot of... The, the performance is good, particularly D. Wallace. None of the characters have a whole lot of depth. Um, we don't get a whole lot for the characters to do. Um, yeah, the movie just kind of plods along. There's not a whole lot of twists and turns. Um, but overall, I enjoy it. I think it's a good movie. It's one of the first horror movies I ever saw, mm-hmm. and I have pretty good memories as a kid of laying on the floor in the living room as my dad watched this movie, and I pretended to be asleep and kind of <laughs> peeked, you know, every once in a while. And I remember being scared and yeah. uh, being a little freaked out. But scared you? Yeah, I enjoy this movie. So three and a half, three and uh, a half. heads for me. I give it a four. 
I think it's a great story. And I think, um, you know, you guys thought the special effects went on a little too long. I, I thought it was perfect because I kind of got lost in the moment. It was like, like a moment in time and I enjoyed it. You know, what we're viewing doesn't necessarily have to, you know, uh, translate uh, in real time. You know, I, I think uh, these special effects do hold up to this day. I prefer them over a lot of, uh, you know, what, what we see, uh, you know, in CGI, obviously. Um, but great special effects. And you can tell uh, it was the same guy from The Thing. It was similar, but obviously different creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really loved the face morphing, uh, the bulging, uh, the use of, uh, you know, the eyes glowing. Uh, yeah, so, that, that last part with D. Wallace, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was super cool. And, you know, it was a serious movie up until the end where uh, she started to transform and then it cut away to the viewers. But I, I love that part because I think that was the ending. Right when it cut away to the viewers, it kind of uh, had some lighthearted moments. Yeah. You know, like, you know, people didn't believe what they were seeing and they were saying, oh, that's just special effects. Yeah. And I think there was a dog food commercial too because <laughs> yeah. they, they cut away yeah. in the studio. Yeah. So I thought the ending was perfect. Um, Do these werewolves, can they control when they transform? I don't know. Because, you know, like the original Wolfman, I guess, he was like when the moon was full. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it had to be a full moon. That and, wasn't really talked about in this one. Yeah. Could, but it just seemed like they could just... And this went on for a few days. Like, yeah. and Long-lasting like, full moon. Like she was doing her thing and she mm-hmm. transformed herself. It's like she yeah. could control it. So if you could control it, then why can't you just fucking control it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just not know. be a werewolf. Or be a werewolf, <laughs> werewolf all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like a like, superhero. Like Teen Wolf. Yeah. I'm just going to be full wolf all the time. Yeah. Play, play yeah. basketball. Play really well. Yeah. Like yeah. dance on Styles' van. Yeah. Handstands and shit. Yeah. Flips. Yeah. yeah. To Beach Boy songs. Mm-hmm. The only reason I didn't give it a five. Look at um, Styles. Uh, <laughs> Boof. It yeah. was kind of, at the beginning, it was a little. Uh, Boof. It was a little. Um, Long? No. Mm-hmm. I can't even think. <laughs> well, I. Is it because he started talking about Boof? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> you fucked you up. Yeah, fucked me up. Um, no, it was it was a little rocky at first. Like, you know, you didn't really know what's going on because you're in this new studio. And then, you know, you're in New York with like the, arc, you know, adult arcades. Um, also, the music uh, was kind of, some of it was kind of random. It didn't really fit in at times. But other than that, I just give it a four. Yeah. No, and I think that's, you, you made some very valid points. And, it, you know, I will say I... I do agree. It was kind of like, it was a little slow on the giddy up for me. Like it was kind of like all over the place. I didn't know what was going on. And then once I finally found myself, the movie getting, it got into a groove. Yeah. And I was, I was good with that. Yeah. 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 And, and you know what? I think you bring up a good point about that transformation. It just because it took five minutes of real time doesn't mean it necessarily took five minutes film yeah. time, right? They right. were showing off right. every little detail. Yeah. It yeah. all could have been happening at the same time. So it doesn't mean that she was standing there for five minutes like But it felt that way as the audience. My notes I wrote the exact same thing. I was like, run, yeah. do something. Yeah. yeah. But I see I see what you say yeah. about that. Yeah. So it sounds like we all we all really like this yeah, movie. Good movie. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a classic. So we'll move on to uh, another film that Dee Wallace is in. She doesn't necessarily star in this film. She's kind of a supporting character. This movie is called Lords of Salem, and it was directed by Rob Zombie. Stars Sherry Moon Zombie, uh, Ken Foray. Um, the aforementioned Dee Wallace is in it. 
Meg Foster. Meg Foster. From, yeah, from They Live. Masters of Universe. Wasn't she Evil Lynn? Yes, she was. Yeah. Judy Geeson, Patricia Quinn. Patricia Quinn's from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think so. And then Judy Geeson, uh, To Sir With Love. I think so. And, then, and then Sid Haig, I guess, is in it. I didn't, I didn't no, see him. He got him. cut. Oh, his. Part, okay, I was going to say, yeah, cut. I didn't. Because he's in the credits. I didn't see yeah. him unless he's in a flashback like from the 1600s. Yeah, I don't know. I think I read somewhere the only film in his entire career, I think he had like a 50 year career that got cut. Well, oh, wow. he was in the credits and I was like, I didn't, I don't remember seeing him. I don't remember seeing him either. Yeah. yeah, I had to rewind it to his character name and I was like, I don't remember that part. Yeah. All right, so. I'm not going to bury the lead on this. This is one of the worst fucking films I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I like Rob Zombie films. I do too, but this movie was a disappointment for sure. Disappointment? What did you think? Um, well, let's talk about yeah, it. Uh, before we dive into it, I want to tell you guys something funny. So I bought this movie when it first came out, yeah. and I didn't see it in the theaters. And I bought it, and I was like, oh, man, this movie is... Because no, you're a huge Rob Zombie fan. No bueno. Well, and, and we'll get into that too. Uh, uh, I am, and I'm not. Um, ah. So I was After really watching this. So yeah. I was really disappointed in the movie, um, and then I let a coworker borrow it, and then I don't remember who I lent it to, but I never got it back. So then when we talked about doing it for this episode, I had to go buy it again. Yeah. So this is the only movie I can think of that I don't like that I've bought twice. <laughs> oh. Well, I bought it also, <laughs> and uh, I I want to throw it away. <laughs> I'll just take it back to Zia. Uh. But um, all right, so let's. Let's we can try. probably breeze through this one pretty okay, quickly. Yeah. Salem Witch Trials. That's what you need to know. Yeah, 1696. 16, late, yep, 1696. I think it was six birches, six, ah, I can't even talk, six witches six burnt, witches at, burnt the at the stake. Six witches burned at the stake in Salem, yeah. yeah. Yep, and uh, these witches like put a curse on the- On Hawthorne. Da- the daughters of Salem, Yeah, basically. So what they're saying is, is like, hey, anybody who is- born and from Salem yeah. and has this blood in them, they'll be cursed. Right. Yeah, because Jonathan Hawthorne, I think, is the guy that kind of leads the yep. the charge against having these people killed. Yep. And he wrote a diary and he yeah. had all this shit in there. Pens a very strongly worded letter. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So now we're now we have Monday. <laughs> Monday. Oh yeah. These fucking days. Uh Sherry Moon Zombie plays uh Heidi. Well her real name is like what is it? Adelaide? Uh, Heidelaide or something. I don't, I don't know. We'll call her Heidi. Adelaide. Heidi. <laughs> Some sort of version of. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll call her Heidi. Heidi works at a radio sto- station. She's part of this, I guess, they're not a morning team, but they're like, because they're in the evenings, but they're kind of like that morning zoo type. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Almost like they wanted to emulate the Howard Stern show because they have the sound effects and they have the like kind of, yeah, they're kind of bagging on people as they, Uh as they talk about their interests and yeah. And the music they play is kind of all over the place, which is kind of strange too. Yeah. Stick with one particular format. Yep. And apparently they all really like each other. Unlike any realist, you know, people don't act like that with their coworkers. They're not sitting there getting drunk with them like after the show and all right. that kind of shit. Yeah. They would just go home. But we can get drunk after today's show if you want. <laughs> I'm going home. All right. I'm still hung over. <laughs> you poor thing. Oh, my eyes hurt so bad. But uh, anyway, I'm not going to drink ever again. <laughs> don't you remember those nights when you were younger? Oh, like, absolutely. You would drink tequila. Tequila was always the killer for me. Yeah. Oh. And I would drink tequila and I'd be throwing up and I'd be just praying and being like, 
I'm never going to drink again. (laughs) And then like the next day, you're all slow, but then your friend calls you and it's like, hey, we're going out to the bar. You're like, meet you there. See you soon. (laughs) I'm just going to take a nap. (laughs) Anyway, she she lives in an apartment. It seems to be haunted. It's all dirty. Yeah. The whole Rob Zombie movies are always dirty. Yeah, very grimy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And everybody's got to dress like they're in the 70s, but it's not the 70s. Yeah. But what, yeah, I don't know. You and, can tell, like, Rob Zombie was like, this is shit I really like. I'm going to put it in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> and then she gets sent an album. And she gets a special delivery. Yeah, it's like a box. It's like a like special a wooden, box Like a wooden, almost like a crate kind of from thing. The, yeah, from the Lords. From the Lords, which, that's the name of the band. It's apparently yeah, shitty it's a, band. It's a record. Yeah, so she puts the record on when they get home. Uh, her and her co-host. Well, both her well, co-hosts' names are Herman, but... Ken Foray is one, and the other guy who looks like Rob Zombie is the other. <laughs> oh, his name, his nickname is Whitey in the film. Is it Whitey? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So they uh, put the record on, and she starts having a headache. Yeah. Yeah, and I did like Ken Foray. He goes, "Sure as shit, it's shit." Yeah. <laughs> he was not a fan. Yeah. There's <sighs> <laughs> just, I mean. It's just really, yeah, David, David said we could rush through this, but there's yeah. so much. I feel like, and David, you said this earlier. I don't know if it was on mic, but you like, when we talk about movies that we hate, we end up talking about, maybe it was you, Alan, who said this to me. When we talk about movies that we don't like, we end up going into really a lot of detail. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. A lot and of I was saying, notes. like, I take a lot of notes on oh, movies yeah, I right. like the least, and sometimes the more notes I have, the, the worse the movie is. Yeah, there's so a, did you fill up a notebook? I've got two, yeah, I've <laughs> yeah. got front and back, full pages. <laughs> there's a lot going on in this movie. Too much. And it, but... It's a lot of nothing, too. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. For a movie that has so much going on, nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing fucking happens. So basically what happens is this. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna summarize yes, this please. plot. Yeah, we can condense this easily. Yes. These fucking witches put a curse on these other women. Some of the women know about it. Now they have a coven. They record this particular musical... It's like a fucking bar of music. It does sound kind of cool. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to listen to it like over and over again. But. No, they record this bar of music and they give it to the DJ who then plays it on the radio, mm. right? And all the women who are cursed- Sort of awakens them. Yeah. yeah. They, they start become, acting weird. Did you notice Barbara Crampton was one of them? I saw, I saw that. Yeah, she's wearing a Primus shirt. Like At first, I was like, that's Barbara Crampton. I had to stop the movie and look it up. I was like, yep, sure enough. Yep, nice. I saw that. Um. Anyway, they all fucking- get possessed nobody really knows it fucking heidi sherry moon zombie she starts acting all fucking weird and she's a recovering drug addict she starts doing drugs again yeah yeah well the, and then the coven of witches that own the apartment complex that she's in which d wallace is one of those they lock her away basically and won't let her see anybody or do anything so i'm Why? assuming that that building is where the witches were burned so many i guess i don't fucking know yeah, but, yeah and the three women they're sisters yeah uh, and then they have, they're going to put on a concert. The Lords, the Lords of are Salem. coming to town. The yeah. Lords of. And some at the radio station, they have tickets. How did they get tickets? Because they got sent them all yeah. the tickets. Yeah, they and they're got free. All of them. It's a free concert. Mm-hmm. But the only ones that show up are these women. Yeah. Who yeah, are. The audience is very small. Yeah. Yep. D. Wallace does have kind of a fun scene where um, the guy. The book, oh, the author? Yeah. So he, a guy tries to basically save them and she bashes him over the head with the frying pan. Yeah. And then as soon yeah. as he wakes up, she bashes him again and kills him. Yeah. But she has a couple of good lines. And I like yeah. how after she, 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 put, she, she has somebody s- hold her cigarette and she kills him. And then she puts her hand out like, give me my cigarette back. Yeah. And then she yeah, keeps smoking. That was my favorite part. I too. like yeah. that part a lot. 
that's the only part that I like. She has a couple of good lines. Uh, I'm not going to drop the C word on the on her show, but she says uh, she's got a pretty funny line involving that. I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> and they go to where this performance is. These three, this, the sisters are the lords, I guess, and they perform their song. And then all of a sudden, the six witches who got burned, Meg Foster being one of them, who we've seen in flashbacks throughout the movie, come out. They've been resurrected. And I don't know. I guess, did Sherry Moon Zombie, like, is she pregnant? Some, or I don't know, because like, they take her earlier to go see this like uh, character that looks like a demonic, like, oogie boogie meets yeah. like Danny DeVito in uh, yeah. Batman Returns looking oh, yeah. freaky character guy. And he also looks kind of like a Cornish game hen, just a, right. a weird little <laughs> demon guy. And then yeah. I get the impression he impregnated her somehow. Did you ever see? Because he shows up later at her apartment. Oh. Did you ever see Garbage Pail Kids, the movie? I don't think so. Uh, I wanted to. I don't think my parents would let me when I was a kid. They were probably wise not to let them. <laughs> but he looked like, that's what the makeup almost looked like. One of those fucking Garbage Pail Kids from that movie. It's like bad. So yeah, I took it when Oogie Boogie went back to the apartment. I think they put on some uh, Barry White and yeah. got it on. Yeah, let's get it home. Mm-hmm. That's not Barry White, but uh, baby, <laughs> Marvin Gaye or something. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so she's like then the second coming, I guess of. Yeah, she's got like white contact lenses, and she's standing on a pile of like thirty plus dead women, dead naked, dead women, naked yeah. women, and she's just standing there. And I took it that's all the women from like the town, right? I guess, yeah, yeah, because at the end you get like a little news yeah. broadcast where they kind of thirty nine women mass suicide. And or I got something. the sense that when the when they were editing the movie, like people are going to watch it and they're going to know what the fuck's going on. So let's just tack on a little yeah, news broadcast yeah, to kind of fill in yeah. the fill in the blanks. Yeah. <laughs> and why don't you just tell me what this movie's about? Exactly. <laughs> exactly, Rob. <laughs> um uh, this movie sucked. <laughs> I'm going to give it I was going to give it 1, mm. but after talking about it, I'm giving it half a head. Oh. Oh, you dropped Ooh. it. I had to because you want to know something? This is the worst movie that I think I've I've seen since we started doing this really and like i night of the demons oh come on no listen night of the demons might as well be the fucking godfather compared to this and i didn't like night of the demons yeah night of the demons is some orson welles shit exactly <laughs> this movie sucked and i like rob zombie films like i said house of a thousand corpses i love devil's rejects i love i even fucking like um halloween 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 2 is really bad but yeah, yeah. have you guys seen 31 no uh-huh. yikes Oh. Is it worse? Maybe we'll talk about it a bit. I'll, is it worse? Let's cut the back. It's pretty damn bad. Well, <laughs> despite this, we should still do a Rob Zombie episode. Oh, for sure. I definitely want to do. Uh, and I want to see the new one, Three yeah, from Hell. I want to do Three from Hell yeah. and uh, Devil's Rejects. But now, David said this a long time ago. Rob Zombie needs to direct and not write. Yep. Yeah. When you were asking me earlier, like if I'm a big Rob Zombie fan, that is it. I I really like Rob Zombie as a director. I think he has cool vision. And a musician. His movies right? look good. I yeah, like his music. Yeah, his music's awesome. Yeah. Um, even in like in interviews, he comes across as an articulate, intelligent guy. Uh, I think he's a terrible writer. Uh, I wish he would just have other people write, focus on the screenplay. You just direct. Because yeah. he's good at that. I gave it one and a half, and I only gave it one and a half because I think it looks good. Like there's very... That's why I was going to give it one. But even then, yeah. it's still... Um, Cinematically? It's still derivative in that like this movie looks like he wanted to make a Stanley Kubrick movie. Yeah. Uh, so even the camera work, a lot of the big like set pieces, like it, it's all lit and looks cool, but there's absolutely zero substance. Right. And um, he wanted, and he wanted his wife to have. Listen, Sherry Moon Zombie is just fine as uh, her character in House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, but when she's other things, 
She's not that great of an actress. You know, her acting didn't bother me, if I'm being honest. Um, In this movie? Her performance didn't really bother me, but she also had nothing to work with. Like, it, her part basically consisted of walk around and, you know, she didn't show have your many butt lines. a lot. Yeah, show your butt. Yeah. And your boobies. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned zero substance. I agree. Uh, it's much, much more style over substance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we had a story at the beginning. It's like, okay, you know, Salem Witch Trials and modern day and, you know, mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's movies that use the same formula. Um, you know, I was expecting to see, uh, his telling of this story, but we didn't get much of a story. It was a lot of visuals and a lot of like, you know, just random things thrown in where like, you like the, where she's riding a goat, yeah. like a mechanical bull, like just weird. Yeah. Like that I think are supposed to be arty, but it doesn't come across that way because doesn't. none of the script, like there's no art in any of the dialogue or any of that. Like it's right. just visually neat. Yeah, exactly. It you know, I would have loved to have seen a complete story. It just kind of trailed off and it was just like, oh, well, let's let's show this and let's show that and let's do this. And it's just like, okay, well, I'm not getting much of a story here. You know, if I'm going to watch a movie, I'd like to see something from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, you know, yes, Rob, we get it. You know, religion sucks and, you know, your wife's you know, attractive. We get it. We understand, you know, that's, that's what we got a lot of is like, you know, a lot of anti-religion well, and a lot of like, you know, here's Sherry Moon zombie, you know, and it's just and like, they, they yeah. focused a lot of time on things that we don't care about. So most of the movie is spent on Sherry Moon and her friends and stuff where the most interesting characters are the witches, but we don't get a whole lot of the witches. Like the, right. the three sisters are the most interesting characters, but they don't get a whole lot of screen time. Right. The best scenes in the movie involve the witches. Yeah. Uh, and even the flashbacks, like that stuff yeah. looks cool. Like, I would have liked to have seen more like witch trial stuff. Yeah. The The scene with Meg Foster's beginning was awesome. Like I love those period pieces. Um, You know, especially. But if you're going to do that, do a period piece. Or hell, we could have, that movie could have, well. Well, I I would have been okay if they did a blend of both. And or, I thought or even showing like the parallels between the same right, witch yes, trials and right. things that yes. today, how exactly. we crucify people and we accuse right. and, without and I thought, having all the information. And I thought we were going to see something like that. We're, yeah, I there could have we been some social commentary, some parallels, some flashbacks. You know, basically some, what we're saying is is that he should have written an entirely different movie. I was going to say I hate when people criticize movies well, and they talk about the movie that they would have made, but the, <laughs> yes, you can't help but do it with this movie. Yeah. Like, oh, this movie could have been the idea. Well, this I, I would I wish a movie had been written in the first place. <laughs> Yeah, it almost you know seems like mean? they had like, a story yeah, and yeah. they just didn't have it. started have... off and then we got like a bunch of like visuals and say, okay. And the only, and real quick, the only interesting scenes, like you guys said, were with the witches. Not only with them, but with the guy who played uh, the author. Yeah, he was good. He did a he really was, good He was job. really good. And they had some of the best scenes. Yep. And then he dies and it's like, okay, well, what do we have now? We have nothing. You're right. He was good. After he died. And I really didn't and, care that him he died. And D. Wallace are the two most interesting characters. Right. Yeah. I, Judy Geeson also, Patricia yeah, she, Quinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those they three were, witches were, were phenomenal. I really didn't care that he died. So I really wish I would have. Meaning that I would have rather seen a movie that he was like spend more time with him spend more time with him sure. so when he dies you're like oh fuck how right. is she gonna get out of this his, situation right yeah, his yeah. death was for nothing it's just like okay what do we have now yeah because sherry moon zombie she's not the hero no she, you know she's not there's nobody there's no hero then whitey maybe kind of he tries kind of yeah but then again when they meet up and she's a wreck and then they meet up at the theater, then he's a non-factor. And then we get a bunch she, of visuals. She ditches him. She's like, see ya. And she just walks yeah. into the theater. Well, and yeah, because she's trying to save them, I think. Yeah. So, so, like, so, my, later. so my rating, I give the story, I give it a half. 
I give it a half like you did. I mean, if if I have to round up, I'll give it a one. I give you it don't a, have to round up. You don't have to well, do anything well, else. Well, I gave it a half. It's America. Well, no, but here's why I'm going to do this. No, here's why I'm going to do this. I give it a one. I give the visuals a three, even though like, you know, they added nothing to the film. Some of them were interesting, whatever. So I average it a two. Give it a two, uh, and a majority of that rating is for the three witches, the three actresses. They did what they could for this movie, and the actor who played the author. Mm. Other than that, there was really nothing. You're just watching yeah, Rob Zombie's wife, and you I know agree. a bunch of references. It's basically, and a bunch of it's basically here's there's two things. Do you remember Christmas Vacation? Do you remember that movie? Yeah, yeah. for sure. You remember when when they have the turkey? And it looks beautiful, and it goes and they to cut, cut it in, in and it's and it like just, it's all dry. Yeah, that's what this movie was. It's like it has something, and you think it's going to be great, and but then when you really look at when you really watch it, it's there's nothing inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The all other, style, no substance. The other thing is, is that it plays almost like a music video without the music. Right. Like yeah, if, exactly. If it does. There's certain parts where if you it just does. turned it down and put on a Rob Zombie song. Yeah. 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 It would be much better. Yeah. So. Again, you know, to your point though, David, uh, Sherry Moon Zombie's acting in this movie wasn't as bad as it was in Halloween uh, or Halloween Two. Yeah, she, but she's the best as the baby character from um, House of a Thousand Corpses. Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Uh, so she wasn't as annoying as she probably could have been. Um, yeah, this. Uh, I just feel like there's a lot of wasted things there. There's yeah, just, I like my life so for much the more. two hours that yeah. I'm poor. David had to watch it over again <laughs> and buy it twice. Yeah. yeah, I just don't think they knew how to end it. So it's like, oh, let's just let's just show this and oh, I picture this and yeah. let's do this. And yeah, like, I, I really kind of maybe would like to sit down with Rob Zombie and just be like, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> like, I know that's rude to say, but what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, and just see what he says. And if he has a good explanation behind it. Maybe there well, was something. Maybe there, it got in the hands of the studio, and they were like, "We're gonna, we gotta fucking edit yeah, this shit maybe. down." Another thing too is uh, Rob Zombie has a song called "The Lords of Salem" that came out several years before this movie. So part yeah. of me also wonders, like, "Hey, that would make a. I got a song title. Like, maybe we just make a movie about this." And you know, people like to use actually a pretty excuse, good song. Like, oh well, it's up to the viewer. It's whatever the viewer thinks, and it's that. Well, you know what? Sometimes, this sometimes viewer, the viewer thinks it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> this viewer thinks and you know, it's shit. And as I get older, <laughs> it's dog shit. <laughs> As I get older, I care less and less about, you know, thinking, well, how, what am I watching? What do I think about this? You know, as I get older, I just, just show me a good story. Just give me something. Yeah, you're going well, to watch and, something else. And yeah. cre create a story. Yeah. Create something good. Yeah. There, there is an opportunity to do like what David said uh, or what you said to do a parallel between you know, it's like uh, what the fuck went on with the McCarthyism and the reason why right, um, right. Uh, that that fucking play, The Crucible, was written um, by Arthur Miller was to show the parallels between what was happening to people about their communism or their lack of communism and being blackballed in the 1950s and 60s to uh, what happened in the 1600s in uh, Salem, Massachusetts. So you could do something like that, especially nowadays, like people just getting called out for all their stupid shit and getting banned from their jobs or fired from their spokesperson role. Mm -hmm. Finally, Disney got some balls back on them and put James, James Gunn, Gunn back, yeah. back in charge of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because they fired him for something that he said 15 fucking years ago. And I don't care who the fuck you are. 
if you're going to get called out for shit you did 10, 15 years ago, that's bullshit because we all said stupid shit and we all believed differently 15 fucking years ago. Yeah. yeah. And 15 years prior to that. And guess what? 15 years from now, I'll look back on this and be like, God, what a douchebag <laughs> I was for saying Lords of Salem sucked because uh, I shouldn't have said that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you could make a movie... And granted, this was made in 2012 or 2012. Who knows? Maybe like 15, 20 years from now, they put Lords of Salem in the library of Congress. But, but, <laughs> but you see that there is an opportunity there to do some parallels and you could you could make something or make something completely fictional. Yeah. About fucking witches who like a Rosemary's Baby type thing yeah, have yeah, to yeah, fucking. Yeah. That's what I thought it was going to be yeah. like a Rosemary's Baby where they were going to fucking impregnate. That would have been yeah. cool. It just relied way too heavily on visuals. And did she give birth to a lobster? It was like a little lobster creature baby. <laughs> yeah, a little crayfish. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. If you like Lords of Salem, I'd like to hear why. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to know too. <laughs> but you can contact us. Where can they contact us, David? Uh, you can contact us through our website, theswearwolves.com. You can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, where we are the swearwolves. We're also the swearwolves on Facebook, or you can follow us on Instagram, where we are the swearwolves podcast. That is all correct. And please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to Spotify. this. Spotify. Um, but for the swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. Rob Zombie. I still Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. We're not going to end the episode like that. Um, just a couple of hours ago, the three of us got back from Monster Palooza. We had a blast, and last night after the show, the three of us sat down and recorded our thoughts. Wanted to share that with you, but before we do that, um, just wanted to give you a little disclaimer about the audio quality. It's not the best. Uh, we recorded it with a single microphone in our hotel room, and the microphone was sitting on a table, and uh, Brett and... Alan, God love them. They kept bumping the table, which made little pops throughout. But uh, no big deal. Just wanted to warn you going in. Uh, this is not going to win an award for sound. But um, we had a lot of fun, and I thought it was worth sharing. So enjoy. We are actually in our hotel room after Monster Palooza on Saturday. Yep, no pants on anybody. Um, <laughs> Alan, you're getting a little excited. Sorry. Keep it down. Um, <laughs> So we just kind of want to do a recap of our day, what happened, um, kind of fill everybody in, um, talk about who we met, what we saw, and uh, everything that happened today. But uh, we got in there first thing right away. Yeah. Headed over to... Bruce Campbell. Brucey Bruce. Yep. We had in that line for about 45 minutes. Yeah, and so we knew he was going to have a long... It wasn't bad. Yeah, and we knew his line was going to be long, so we were like, let's just get him out of the but way. But it moved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they had it down to a science. Like, you go in there, you had to have all your stuff ready... You walk up and... They you, took you in in groups to a separate room. Yep. Yeah. Where he was sitting there lounging in a <laughs> fucking, like a 1960s, late 60s, like, suit that someone might wear in, like, Las Vegas. That was, yeah. that was a pretty sweet suit. Gold rings. Yeah, yeah. big lapels on his uh, on his suit. Yeah. He's got style. Like, like light jazz playing in the yeah. background. Yeah. It was like... And uh, then we go up to him and we have our stuff and he says... All right, let's put this fucking shit on the table. Yeah, let's get some fucking, let's <laughs> let's get get some some fucking, fucking shit, shit on the, the table. table. <laughs> like, all right. And then Alan got an A for effort. What'd you do, Alan? <laughs> so we uh, gave him a little promo sticker for our well, podcast. Yeah, it's just like, what do we do out in Phoenix? And we we're like, oh, well, we all have jobs, yeah. but we also have a weekly podcast. And he's like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then, yeah, Alan produced a sticker and uh, yeah. gave it to him. was like, hey, 
you know, if you ever get a chance to check out our show, that'd be awesome. And he was like, I will absolutely never check out your show. <laughs> and he just kind of tossed the stick to the side. <laughs> it was great. It was awesome. But he laughed. <laughs> yeah. And then uh-huh. he said something like, he's like, ah, you never know, though. You never know how things like can blow up. Uh, you know, things start small and some. Well, he said, uh, three schmucks starting a podcast. And I said, kind of like three schmucks trying to film a movie in the 80s. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he yeah. was like absolutely yeah he talked a little bit about uh, filming uh, Evil Dead and I think they started filming it in 79 he talked about that and like how fast time goes by oh yeah 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 he said the movie's 40 years old yeah wow. and uh you said you, you don't even look 40 or something I said I said I thought you were just barely 40 yeah, just, and he yeah. told me to go fuck myself <laughs> <laughs> he was super cool though yeah yeah it was good he was very charming but he also had a little edge to him and I liked that. he did yeah he was funny after that, we went and talked to... Oh, I know. I know who I got. Danielle Harris. Yeah. Oh, that's Halloween, right. Halloween uh, 4 and 5, and then Halloween, uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween 1 and 2. Right. And my daughter really likes Danielle Harris's character in Halloween 4, so I had her sign uh, a photo for her. That was very sweet. Yeah, an absolutely pleasant, pleasant experience. Yeah, and you got an autograph too, Ellen. Yeah. Super sweet. And then, David, you met Pollyanna McIntosh from Oh, that's Walking right. Dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pollyanna McIntosh, who plays, uh, what's her name, Jadis, the garbage lady yeah. <laughs> Walking Dead. She was cool. She has an awesome accent. Uh, yeah, she, Even though you didn't know what it was. I, I couldn't quite detect what it was. I'll have to IMDB that to figure it out. Uh, see where she's from. Yeah, but she was really nice. Also and, uh, very pleasant. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. she signed my Walking Dead uh, pinball translate, which was cool. Um, after that, I'm looking kind of looking at the I think it was, was it D. Here. Wallace after that? It was that? D. Wallace after that. So, uh, D. Wallace was there, Henry Thomas was there, and Robert McNaughton was there. They're all from E.T., uh, D. Wallace obviously being the mom from E.T., and also, uh, in The Howling, and Critters, and The Hills Have Eyes, and... America's mom. Yeah, every, every <laughs> horror film's mom. She's even a mom in The Hills Have Eyes. She's like a brand new mom. She has a baby. Yeah. Very motherly. Um, but she was really sweet. She oh, yeah. was a total sweetheart and like was awesome. And then Brett, you said something that made her laugh and we got that oh. signature D. Wallace. Yeah, <laughs> I did say something. And she, I forget what I said. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but was, I was on fire was, today. Was, I was making everybody laugh. I made Barbara Crampton laugh too. Throwing strikes. I know. I was throwing strikes, son. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I didn't make Henry Thomas laugh, but I wasn't trying to. He was there. <laughs> I went and got his autograph from my wife, as well as D. Wallace's on the same photo. I'm looking at it right now. It's very nice. D. Wallace signed on Henry Thomas, and so Henry Thomas signed on Drew Barrymore. So if I ever meet Drew Barrymore, I'm gonna have her sign on D. Wallace. Yeah, and then just draw arrows to yep. yeah, <laughs> to the yeah. proper yeah. ones here. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's actually a really good photo. It, yeah, it's it's a good one. Um, looks, she told us the story behind that yeah, photo. Yeah, she did. It, it passes as like a family photo. Well, she said the kids had to go house. to the bathroom, right? She took the, the kids, kids had to go to the bathroom, bathroom, so she said, I'll take them. And, you know, Drew Barrymore is probably, what, five? Yeah. There, yeah. and Henry Thomas is probably, what, nine? Yeah, maybe. So she walked them <laughs> to the bathroom. And, and I believe they, the photo was them standing outside the bathroom, right? The, the cameraman was coming out okay. as they were standing there waiting. The and, children had just finished defecating, and then they, they yep. took this photo to, com- to commemorate it. Yeah, no, very, not, very not true at all. They were waiting to go to the bathroom, and the cameraman just shot a picture. Okay, moving on. Henry Thomas was nice. Uh, who else did we get after that? Then we went over and talked to Chris Sarandon, who, um, he was really cool. He was very nice. Yeah, and, you know, nothing against Chris Sarandon, but, you know, he's... Obviously, a lot older than the last time I saw him, which I never met him before. But like the last time I saw him in any movie was, I think, 
I don't even know what. Princess Bride? Uh, (laughs) 1988? (laughs) Uh, I had met him before, but he was a lot more talkative this time around. He was. He was was really cool. cool. Does Chris Sarandon, for those of you who don't know, talk Jack Skellington? He didn't sing Jack Skellington. Yeah, he he did the voice. Remember before Christmas, he just did the acting voice? Because Danny Elfman did all the singing parts. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, um, so, and then Ken Page talked Oogie Boogie. Well, Chris Sarandon had a nice 8x10 of Jack Skellington and Oogie Boogie, so I had Chris Sarandon sign that, and then I got Ken Page to do that later. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. came much later when we were waiting in line to meet Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman. And Paul Rubens' line, we waited for two and a half hours? Something like that. It was ridiculous. And it wasn't even as long of a line as Bruce Campbell's, but it just moved. Like, it was like a glacier. Just And at one point... Paul Rubin steps up, stands up, and walks over to Dee Wallace and talks to her for about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so like, random. Oh, I was Paul. like, I, I never I want told to see you. this guy again. I told you. I, he was trolling. He was trolling everyone. Yeah. but then, I think he was. Then we finally got uh, up to him, and uh, he was super cool. He was really funny and cracked jokes, and now and got very a better understanding now. Too. Yeah, very soft-spoken, but... It also made a little bit more sense about why the line moved so slowly because he really did take the time to talk with yeah. everybody for a little bit. I got him to laugh too a little bit when I when he was because he kept saying he wanted his signature to be higher and higher and higher. <laughs> oh yeah, he wanted his like, signature to be right above uh, Chris Sarandon's because I had him sign a, a full size uh, Nightmare Before Christmas poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was like, oh, I should I want my signature flip it over Chris's. Let's flip, flip it over and put it on the back. And he told us a little bit about the live performance of Nightmare Before Christmas mm-hmm. at, at the Hollywood, Hollywood Bowl. Bowl. Where they bring the cast in and they have an orchestra that plays all the music. They project the film onto a screen, and then the cast actually sings the songs uh, live as the film plays, which that was really really cool. Yeah, and what's cool about that is Danny Elfman brings Oingo Boingo out, and um, and he does after, other songs. Yeah, too, after right? the show, they yeah do. A he kind of does like a whole show. Yeah, it's like a Danny Elfman show, and there's a Nightmare Before Christmas like part to it. But he does other things. And what's cool about that, for those of you who don't know, Danny Elfman actually has hearing loss. Mm. And he is very sensitive to, like, he can't perform, like, with a band anymore. Because yeah. he's got, uh, what is it, tinnitus? Tinnitus. Mm. And uh, so to have him perform in that setting is actually kind of special. Cause yeah, he does cool. that, at least that's what I've heard. I don't know. It could be all bullshit, for all I know. <laughs> Danny, <laughs> Danny Elfman's making it up. Yep. Danny Elfman's making it up. Um,. <laughs> So that's pretty much everybody that we met. Oh, we well, met James we, Jude Yeah, Courtney. after that we went over to James Jude Courtney. And by that by that point, I think there was only like 15, 20 minutes left in the show. So we're like, ah. Oh. So um, luckily his line was really short. And it had been very long earlier in the day. Yeah, uh, He was yeah. really cool. He's a big dude. For those of you who don't know, he played The Shape in Halloween 2018. Yeah. Uh, Michael Myers. Oh, shit. I forgot to talk about Barbara Crampton. Yeah, yeah. I was going to loop back to her if we didn't get to her. Go ahead. Um, so while we were in Paul Rubin's line for... Forever, um, <laughs> we were just going through Twitter and just kind of look at the the you know Monster Palooza hashtag, and we happened to catch that Barbara Crampton, who is not on the guest list, uh, made an appearance and was at the Fangoria table. Um, and basically, the way it was working was like um, you know trying to help get subscribers uh, to Fangoria, and they were just kind of doing a deal like if you subscribe, uh, you know she'll take a photo with you, and, or you know and, and you know just kind of hanging out, yeah, yeah, so. After we got James Jude Courtney, uh, we rushed over to the Fangoria table to see if she was still there. Uh, she did. Uh, she was there. And um, I, I don't have a subscription to Fangoria, so I, I went ahead, and I've been wanting to do it for a while anyway, so I went ahead and subscribed. And then we talked with her for a few minutes. 
And uh, what happened she, then, Alan? She was super nice, and uh, things were going pretty good. And then yeah, uh, we super little, sweet. No, we were having a really good conversation. We actually started talking about how we were from women Phoenix. in horror, so, and, the roles that women portray in uh, horror movies. And I, I brought her, up a quote that I read. I can't remember the source, but I, I brought up how uh, she doesn't exactly agree with the term "scream queen." Uh, she she but she believes it's limiting. I know uh, the term, you know, scream queen. Scream queen is very, uh, is very highly looked upon by a lot of people. But she looks at it differently. She thinks the term is limiting, um, and so I was kind of talking to her about that. And yeah, and then I kind of was saying to her how uh, how I kind of agreed. Like scream queen means that they're just there to scream and be the weak girl. But now we're having movies such as Us that came out, which yeah, have yeah, a with strong, strong female, female lead. Character. Yeah. 2018 uh, Halloween has a strong female lead. And and Barbara Crampton, <laughs> you know, she, as much horror films she's done, she's done soap operas, she's done dramatic roles. So, you know, I like that she said that because that that uh, is obviously, you know, reflecting on on her career as well. Yeah, and she wasn't necessarily a weak female lead in, no. in her movies. No. Oh, and then that's what happened. We started talking about Reanimator, and I was like, yeah, and you had that guy lick you. And I was like, did that take forever to shoot? I go, was that one take? And what? she goes, it was Yeah, a it was more than one. Yeah, she's like, yeah, no, I, don't, yeah. I think and we then, uh, And then we were, we were kind of talking about how we had the podcast, and we yes. reviewed uh, Reanimator in a recent episode, and then right when we were like, she was like, oh, that sounds really interesting, and then... Uh, a fucking douchebag. <laughs> Some guy. Yeah. And this guy was in line behind us during Paul Rubens, and he fucking reeked of bo. Let's just call him the and, the bo schmo. Yeah, and he just had like <laughs> he, he was like a turbo nerd. He was like, oh Barbara Crampton. Oh, I'm well, sorry, sorry, fellas. I don't want to interrupt. Well, let, let's backtrack. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but but I was I was with you guys in the Paul Rubens line, and you know I was coming and going, and you know, I was checking things out, and uh, that same guy was there. And he was taking photos of some of the patrons. You know, there's people that show up in costumes and things like that. And they have a lot of fun. And he was taking a photo. And he, without uh, any regard, he starts backing up to take a wide shot photo. Wait, he like backed right into us. He backed right into us with like no regard. And then he did it again, like for like another photo. He's one of those guys who thinks he owns the place when he... He's one of those guys who's just like, you know, oh, I've met you last year. Yeah, so that's what he says. How how are you and how you been? He says to Barbara Crampton, he's like, oh, I didn't give you a hug last year. It's like, I I could look at her face and she was like, okay. Yeah. And so she gave him a hug. (laughs) He's fucking creepy. And then then he's like, oh, congratulations to your son on going to college. Oh, Jesus. And then it's like, well, he hasn't... He's not in college yet. He's got to pick a college first and apply. They were just—they're just looking at yeah. schools. At and then this Brett point. makes like a Lori Lachlan joke yeah. to kind of ease the tension, and then she laughs and kind of turns back to us like to talk, and then he jumps right back in again. Yeah. And we're like, dude, get out of here! Yeah, I think this guy was younger than us too. Oh yeah, he was a dork. Anyway, so and then he was like, "Fellas, I didn't mean to interrupt." Uh, I apologize. No, he didn't. I don't even remember him saying. He that. said something like that. Oh, she I, started. Like, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's like yes, but you then you you when you came over, you said, "Hey, I don't mean to interrupt," but like that's an interruption, man. Yeah. Like, you interrupted. Yeah. No, I I told him. I said they we're walking away. Yeah. So finally, the uh, barber starts talking to us. She starts people, talking and to we're like, people. you know what? Like she's got a lot of people here. Like yeah. let's show ourselves out. And we kind of yeah. waved and said goodbye, and she said bye. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Alan turned around. <laughs> what did you say to the guy? No, no. Well, it was before we started to leave. I, as, as soon as she, 
as soon as she noticed someone else, she recognized someone else, she started talking to them. I turned to the guy, I said, if you see us again, better not interrupt us. Yeah. And he, and then he was like, like nervously laughing and I go, oh, he's just bullshitting. <laughs> and I just like walk because I'm trying to keep the peace. And I'm sorry. Like, I'm not fucking bullshitting. <laughs> like, no. It, uh, look, let me tell you something. I'm getting older and if, if, if I smell shit, I'm going to call it out. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to put up with stuff. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put up with, with rudeness. If you, and, if you smell shit, it's probably just my dog while we're recording. Yeah. Oh, no, or, I, or I, I told farting. you this. I yeah. told you this earlier, David. I said, you know, I don't go to these events, and, you know, have a regard for people and have manners and you know wait for my turn at a conversation. Yeah. Only to have some guy do the opposite to me. Yeah. yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. So you know, I, I called it. I out, agree. You know. But anyway. Regardless, that was cool seeing her. It was still cool. And we got a really cool picture. We got a good picture, and she was, it was very, a great very nice. And what we'll do is awesome. we'll print out that picture next time we see her, and we'll have her sign. <laughs> oh, nice. There you go. Sid Haig was there. Yeah, he had a steady stream of people all day, but we didn't chat with him. We've talked to him a few times. He's, he's a constant staple. We're going to see him. We're going to see him again in Vegas uh, next month. Or in a couple months. A couple the, months. The immortal Chris, or uh, Sid Haig. Yeah, Tom Savini was there. Uh, David still didn't get his uh, autograph. Yeah, maybe next time, Tom. Yeah. And that's about it. Al- Alan Troutman. Yeah. Oh, the tar man from... Tar uh, man. Yeah, I got his autograph. He was super cool. He had great photos. Yeah, we didn't and, get uh, that one. Yeah, anyone in Return of the Living Dead, I gotta get. It's kind of like, you, know. you gotta pick and choose these days. You really have to pick and choose? Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of wall space left, so I really have to be picking. And it's expensive. And yeah. it's expensive. It and, builds up quick. And you know... I, Despite you know Bruce Campbell like icon, but uh, fifty bucks. 50, 50 bucks is not bad, but uh, as much as I love Evil Dead Two, um, I don't really have a strong connection with those movies. I I like them, but you know I try to get people that I have uh, you know a long time regard for. Yeah. So movies I like enjoy Daniel like, Harris. Well, no, that's that's the Hall- I love the Halloween franchise. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you gonna get Danielle Harris over Bruce Campbell? Yeah, she's cuter it's than Bruce Campbell. Just... <laughs> I don't know. Bruce Campbell looked like a young Stan Lee. Oh, he was a stud. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. a stud, no doubt. <gasps> that but, chick uh... behind me goes. She goes. She sees Bruce Campbell because Bruce Campbell came over and talked to Pee Wee. Uh, Paul yeah. Rubens while we were waiting in line. Yeah. I'm like, oh come on. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I was like, uh, come on, Bruce, get in the back of the line like everybody else. Yeah. No, but uh, when, when you have... behind me goes, is that someone cosplaying as Stan Lee? Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Jesus. It was, a, it was that kids, suit. These young kids don't know shit about shit. Oh shit. It was fun. Good times. Yeah. It was a good day. Yeah. Long day. Fun. And despite the drive, we weren't though. really that tired for, oh, like overall. Like I know you no, guys we survived. Were... We're tired now. We're winding down. Yeah. yeah. But I think like it was a good fun time. Like we laughed a lot today. Yeah. Didn't record anything. Yeah, and same thing for like interviews. Like we were hoping to maybe get a chance to interview some folks, but it was just so crowded and busy, it would have been an intrusion. So we, yeah. we left everyone alone. Yeah, it's just <laughs> not gonna happen. Could have got Babs, but douchebag McGee probably <laughs> doing that for us. It would have been poor cool. Barbara. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she missed out on talking with us some more. <laughs> maybe next time, Barbara. Any uh, any other thing, Alan? You want to say about Monster Palooza? 2019 here in Pasadena, California. It was better than I thought it would be, to be honest. I will say this, like, 
I didn't think anybody overcharged for an autograph. I didn't think yeah, so. Yeah, I would agree. I but was expecting I, more on a, on a few of those people. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't like how people were like, oh, uh, $40 for an autograph, but if you want a picture, it's another 20 Yeah. So it's like, well, you can get an autograph on an 8x10, but then if you want to take like a selfie or whatever, you have to, some of them, a great majority yeah, of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, some of them didn't charge extra yeah. for a photo, but yeah, quite most. I would say the majority of them did. It's like fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> I paid twenty bucks so I can click my camera. <laughs> but I'm I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, you know, I'm the next one's to... Mad Monster in July. Yeah, because I think Days well, the of... next Monster Palooza as well. Oh wait, is Days of the Dead in June? Days of the Dead is in the beginning of June, and then Mad Monster is the end of June. And then Son of Monster Palooza. Isn't it Mad Monster in July? No, I think it's in June. Isn't it? Oh, Son of Monster. Yeah, it's, Mad it's, Monster it's, is Mad Mon- in it's June. The, it's the end of June. Mad Monster is in June. It's usually in July, I think. Oh, and then Son of Monster Palooza is It'll in like be in August September. or September. September. Yeah. Fuck, man. I don't know. I remember last time it, it was really hot. So. We didn't go to Son of Monster Palooza last year because the lineup sucked. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't too crazy about it. So we'll see. We're going to go to Days of the Dead. Because we kind of already bought tickets. Mad Monster, Walker Stalker. I think we've got oh, tickets fuck, for all Walker, those. Walker, what? Walker Stalker. Yeah, we still got our that's tickets in, for that. That's in September also. Jesus Christ. How do you guys afford this stuff? <laughs> well, I paid for Walker Stalker a while ago. Yeah, I, say, I paid for that like almost a year ago, it feels like. And I haven't paid for any of the other ones yet, so. Yeah. Days of the Dead was only like 30 bucks or something. And yeah, Days Mad, of the Mad Dead. Monster will be similar. And Days of the Dead is easy, because that's like a four-hour drive. Yeah. Not yeah, even. Be easy. From David's house, it's like a... Two-hour drive. Ah, it's, it's, it's close. Close enough. Uh, any last thoughts on today, David? The folks at Red Monster Palooza do a very good job. So it was organized. Um, it was a little crowded, but it's also California. So Can't help the crowd. Yeah, well, yeah, you yeah. know, they, they want to make It is money, what it is. So. Um, yeah, and it's kind of fun just to see so many people that are interested in horror. Like, So that part's cool, and to see everybody having a good time. It's just fun to people watch, uh, and it's always nice, you know, talking to the the actors and the celebrities and all of them really couldn't have been any nicer uh, no really no negative interactions with anybody so no, so it's Bruce Campbell yeah good fun oh, no, <laughs> dude, no, Bruce Campbell I thought it was hilarious no, no, like, it was I loved fun. it it's fun you burned us you got a Bruce burn alright well I'm tired <laughs> yeah I'm beat I'm 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 fixing to snuggle with you guys tonight. Mm, you want a spoon? Yeah. Spoon, spoon man! <laughs> shocker! I'm going to give you the shocker. <laughs> You're going to be shocked when you're, when you're spooning. Oh, man. Just as long Ooh. as I'm in the middle, boys. You've been sending me, Oh, oh shit. No, I'm going to be at the front oh. on that one. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, all right. All right, guys. Well, for the Swear Wolves, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. See ya.
All right, Brody. We watched um, Lords of Salem. Brody, first of all, how old are you? I am 11. And uh, you watched Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem. What did you think of Lords of Salem? <laughs> it, was, it was one of the weirdest and worst movies I've ever seen. Why was it uh, weird? Because nothing made sense. It was just the girl and then, like, all the, like, witch stuff happened. And it was all just weird. It was like a, it was like a dream. It was very trippy. And why was it the worst? Um... Because it made, didn't make any sense whatsoever. It, it, had, it didn't make any sense. Get closer. It, 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 I don't know. It was just very weird. Yeah. So, if you had to rate Lords of Salem on a scale of 1 to 5, what would you rate it? 1. 1? Yes. <laughs> just 1? Yes. Why? Because um, I didn't like the film. <laughs> What is there anything you liked about it? Um, oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I kind of I got where Rob Zombie was trying to go with the movie, but like he didn't. What was he trying to go with the movie? <laughs> I don't <know. laughs> you don't know. <laughs> where was he trying to go? Because no one knows. I don't even think Rob Zombie knows where he was trying to go with that film. Okay, but I don't know where he was trying to go. Uh, you give it one just because you don't want to give it zero. <laughs> well, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think any movie really counts as the worst movie ever. You don't think there's one movie that's like the worst movie ever. You think every movie at least is a one. Well, yes, except for the the movie The Room. Uh, Wait a second. <laughs> don't don't talk shit about The Room. <laughs> anyway. That The Room is better than. Fucking Lords of Salem. That's what I was thinking while I was watching it. Uh, I'd rather watch The Room than Lords of Salem. (laughs) Would you? Have you seen The Room? No. Have you seen The Disaster Artist? Yes. So you know what The Room is about? Yes. Would you rather see what you think The Room is about? (laughs) Yes. Have you ever seen any other Rob Zombie films? Well, I saw about like 30 seconds of the Friday the 13th remake. No, not Friday the 13th. Halloween. Oh, Halloween. <laughs> I don't know why I said Friday the 13th. Oh, you suck. Ha- sorry. Do you um, like Rob Zombie music? Uh, I've li- I listened to a couple of his songs. It's pretty good. He does the theme song for Howard Stern Show. Oh, he does? Oh. Yeah. Deep, deep down on planet Earth. You know that song? Yeah. You like that song? Yeah. He does uh, other songs. <laughs> you know Rob Zombie songs. Yeah. Dragula. Um, yeah, I think we listened to that in the car once. Yeah. You like you like Rob Zombie music? Yeah. You haven't seen any? You haven't seen House of a Thousand Corpses? No, but I've heard it's a pretty good. Devil's Rejects. No, never seen it. You gotta see those movies. But uh, Lords of Salem, you give it a strong one. Yes. Pamela Voorhees heads. Yes.